Hello and welcome to Casual Radio. I am your host, Casual Worgen, and my co-host for today. This is Mr. Bobby Scribs. Bobby Scribner, how you doing, buddy? Eh, the usual, hanging out, pushing buttons. That's right, that's the best thing to do. Well, if you're working on a podcast or gaming, I guess it kind of requires the pushing of buttons, so we're not too bad. Yeah, you're kind of stuck with it either way, that's true. Not that I mind. No, hell no, this is a lot of fun. Gaming's your thing, and shit, now podcasting is your thing at this point. I think we've discussed that you've got an interesting topic for the day. Yes, sir. We've got an interesting little topic going on today. We're we've been we're gonna kind of stick with the theme of conspiracy theories, and uh, this is an actual conspiracy that actually happened. Nice. Yeah, it's a, a little little thing called the the businessman's plot. Uh, but it was a conspiracy in 1933 by a group of businessmen to overthrow the government of FDR. Wait, wait. So a bunch of business elites got together and they're like, fuck it, we're taking them out? Well, yeah, they didn't like that he was uh, he was trying to give their money away to poor people. Oh, well, you know, us poor people don't matter. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's a lot of question on whether it was actually close to happening, but they were they actively recruited a retired Marine Corps general and were actively trying to set up a fascist veterans organization to make it happen. Okay, so what was the general's name? Smedley Butler is the general's name. Well, shit with a name like that. Well, and the thing about it is, okay, so let me give you a little bit of background into this situation. So, World War One happens, right? And we were, the U.S. was only in World War One for a year and a half, right? All right, I'm tracking you. They had passed a law in 1924 called the World War Adjusted Compensation Act. Okay. What this was going to do was they were going to be paying out bonuses to all the veterans of World War One. They were due no earlier than 1925 and no later than 1945, which gave them a lot of leeway. So it was a set date and a set time. Between 25 and 45. Now, whenever they set this up in 1925, the economy was fine. But then the Great Depression happened. You know, they needed this money and the government hadn't given it to them. So thousands of these veterans converged on Washington, D.C. They set up a tent city and they demanded an immediate payment of these bonuses. That they were guaranteed. That they, that they were guaranteed by law. They were encouraged by an appearance from Major General Smedley Butler. So he's on the side of the little guy. All right. A few days after he had been there, Herbert Hoover ordered Douglas MacArthur and his U.S. cavalrymen to destroy the camps. Of veterans fighting for their benefits. Washington, D.C. police shot at the protesters. And by protesters, you mean United States veterans. Yeah, two of them were wounded and later died. Douglas MacArthur commanded six tanks and a group of cavalry. The Bonus Army marchers, with their wives and children, were driven out and all their belongings were burnt. And they had nothing and nowhere to go, hence the Depression. So, that's fucked up. So, in 1933, at the start of FDR's administration, there was a a smaller march. And he actually gave them all jobs in the Civil Conservation Corps. The ones that that chose to join that group joined it. The ones that chose not to were given transportation home at the government's expense, and Congress paid the veterans their bonus nine years early. So they ended up paying them out in 1936, after all the craziness. Okay. So this is this is to set the scene now. General Butler was a Republican, right? So he was a conservative. But because of all the bullshit with this, he supported FDR in the 1932 presidential election. In 33, he had went on to say that he, he hated capitalism, he hated bankers. He had said that he was he had been for 33 years he was a high class muscle man for Wall Street 
and uh, he called himself a racketeer for capitalism when he was in the military. So he was decidedly against businessmen, decidedly against Wall Street, decidedly against banks, and decidedly against these people that would do this to, you know, to their soldiers. Outstanding. Right. So FDR upset a lot of conservative businessmen at the time because they thought he was going to be a socialist, that it was going to bring the government down and they were going to bring in communism. Tell me if that sounds familiar. So they thought wrong. Well, the thing about it was is they, they it's the same bullshit the Republicans have been doing for how long? But anyway, there was apparently there were some concerns over the gold standard. There was a lot of stuff going on. Butler met with a group of businessmen, uh, members of the American Legion, and he was offered basically take the American Legion and use them to throw FDR out. Butler told the first businessman that came to him that the American Legion was nothing but a group of strike breakers, which, again, at the time, like we're having now, we're seeing a lot of this where people were going on strike because they weren't getting paid, were getting paid slave wages. At the time, a lot of businesses were, get, were issuing coupons instead of pay that you could use as money, but only in their towns and in their shops, so you couldn't move away and quit your job. Oh, that's nice. Once you were a miner or a business, you, you worked for these businesses, you were, you were there for life. They owned you. Yep, that's and that's what they wanted. So these businessmen tried to get Butler to, you know, to to do this by organizing a new veterans organization, and they were going to recruit a bunch of a bunch of veterans because, you know, after the businessmen didn't want to pay them, they're going to be able to recruit them to do this. These people were obviously idiots, right? But they were trying to do it during a VFW convention. Okay. So I mean, they were they were serious about this, right? He ended up going to Congress, laying it out, laying out what happened. There were charges laid, but uh, the New York Times issued it. They said it was a giant hoax. They said that there was no definitive proof. Oh, nice. Fake news, huh? Oh, yeah. And uh, they tried to, they were trying to get Douglas MacArthur in on it. MacArthur refused, but then he tried to say that it was a, that it was a lie. So the funny thing about all this was, was that it was cooked up by a group of Northeastern businessmen. One of the businessmen was a man named Prescott Bush. Oh, snap. George Herbert Walker Bush's father and George W. Bush's grandfather. And not only was he involved in it, he was supposed to have been the liaison between the plotters and Nazi Germany. Hold up. He was supposed to be helping the helping the conspirators get help from Nazi Germany. Uh, yeah, um, I'm going to have to go party foul on that one. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. That was, what, a hundred, not even a hundred years ago. Like this, the, the, the attacks against democracy are not new. That's the, that's the problem with all this shit is it's very easy for people to drum up a bunch of support and flash some money at it and try to just take stuff over. It's crazy. It's craziness. But anytime you or I, even if you have factual evidence, it's, oh, put your tinfoil hats on. No, yeah, for sure. Ironically, we are in 2021, we're closing out 2021, and I'm pretty sure we've proven a lot of messed up shit. And then all of a sudden, less than 24 hours news cycle later, it's some celebrity doing some dumb shit. Because right now, that's what matters, is what celebrities and their millions and millions of dollars and their suffering in these lavish lifestyles and what this random woman is wearing at this random occasion because, oh my God, it's so daring. Yeah, and it's crazy too. Like It's the same thing with the, uh, they just came out a few days ago with the, the PowerPoints that they were using to try to set up Trump's coup attempt. 
no, Trump would never do something yeah, like that. Yeah, and people are trying to trying to pass it off, and they've got text messages from his son and from a bunch of Fox News people trying to say, hey, you know, you failed. You need to get your people out of there before they get killed. And then they ended up getting that veteran shot to death, that woman that tried to break into the... Uh, Air Force veteran. Yeah, uh, Ashley, whatever the hell her name was. She was shot, one shot to the chest, and game over. Yep, it, it's not. It, it, this is not a new thing, and it just keeps it keeps coming around and coming around and coming around because the influence that money has in in politics is ridiculous. They just passed that law what last year to allow, or they they allowed. I think it was a Supreme Court decision that allowed foreign money that you could get foreign money to finance your your elections, which has always been a no go. Oh yeah, for sure, it's never been a thing, but. Here we are, you know, and that's then the reason they did that was because of the investigations into Trump's money in Russian banks and his ties with Vladimir Putin. It's just insane. It's insane the amount of stuff that's been going on. Yeah. It starts at the back at the very beginning. Like there were conspiracies to overthrow all this stuff from the beginning. And it just every it seems like every 20 years or so, there's somebody that's like, ah, this would be better for me if we do all this. And it just, we just, we've happened to get lucky up till now, you know? Yeah, now it's kind of, ever since this, you know, deadly COVID virus, I'm just saying we've done enough conspiracies on that. We'll leave that one live for, we've covered it. But it seems like it has opened a lot of doors for a lot of government fuckery. Everything has had a lot of government fuckery, man. Well, yeah, that's never been different. But I mean, right now, it's getting like, open fucking season they can pull off just about anything they want these tornadoes and fyi i do want to say that in edwardsville illinois we lost some people at the amazon six people died at the amazon warehouse so we know so far there may be others yeah and we know that in kentucky as of when i checked last it was 74 killed 105 missing so we do want to say for those families that we're really sorry that that happened very sorry that you guys had that happen, that's for sure. Uh, well, one reason I bring it up is because that's horrible. But the second is because I watched an interview with the United States president. And I know you, the first thing out of your mouth is someone doctored the footage. But it, I watched the United States president get on there and say that he's not going to Kentucky in this mass casualty event. And he actually said because they have a lot going on and if i go down there i bring a fleet of cars with me and it's going to take away or distract their efforts no asshole you're the president of the united fucking states it's showing support for your people that are now dead or displaced and the families that are suffering even obama was doing shit like that i can't tell you how messed up that that is the united states president is like eh I mean, for sure, Trump did the same thing with the hurricanes in Puerto Rico. Like, they were throwing, what, he was throwing throwing uh, paper towels at people. Like, it's just, it's pathetic. This is the highest position in the free world, and it's like, I don't care if you voted for Biden or not, you're wrong if you did, but that's your decision. I stand by your right to freedom. I agree with freedom, not the decision you made. But this guy was already on a shit list. And when you're telling these suffering families right now that need support, and you're basically telling them that, eh, fuck them, that strikes alarms. At least he's sending federal government money there, you know what I mean? All right, well, you know what? You've got Air Force One. Big 
big difference whenever it comes to sending federal aid versus Trump trying to withhold federal aid because people weren't being nice to him. Oh, and I'm not saying one is better or worse. I'm saying I'm seeing a trend in United States presidents where shit just seems to be, if it's not about me, I really don't give a shit. Now, it's been like that before. It's been like that since the 80s. Ever Actually, before that, since Nixon. This massive pandemic and everyone needs support. And we're here to help you. Also, the government. Fuck them. I mean, yeah, that's true. We've seen that in our jobs. Oh, I mean, imagine us going to work for months at a time without getting a paycheck. Yeah, right. Again, to perish the thought. Nod, nod, hint, hint, wink, wink. Moving on. For legal purposes. But yeah, this is, uh, I mean, this is just one of the, one of the many, many things like that, that, that happened. There was a conspiracy by the, an attempted military, a planned military coup by the Continental Army in 1783 at the end of the Revolutionary War. Shit, even they knew back then this shit wasn't going to turn out. Yep, it's just insane. The problem is you're giving these political politicians a lifetime career. And the only thing they need to keep it is to line other people's pockets. You're supposed to speak for the people, not order the people. Well, and that's the bigger problem is that the money issue is because they can take money from private interests. It didn't used to be a thing where you were you were having you were working as a politician. You were working at something else. You were just a part-time politician. Doesn't the president make like some bullshit according to the books $1 a year? Yet everyone walks away with millions. It's like 450 grand a year or something like that. Yeah, but I'm saying just some absurdly low number, but they walk away with millions upon millions of dollars. Look at how many uh, senators and congressmen during at the beginning of the pandemic were messing with their stocks when they had insider information that certain things were going to go up and certain things were going to go down, and then they announced it. Like that's just oh yeah, it's just yeah they're they're not they're technically not supposed to, they're they're not allowed to do that technically, but nobody cares. They just let them get away with it. Well, no, because who's going to stop them? Yup. It's going to be sent to them to punish them. As far as I'm concerned, they do how many hours of actual work, and then they make sure they get a raise every single time. They don't ever miss a raise. The way I see it, in order for them to get paid, they need to actually do stuff. How many how many laws are we waiting on that they're like, well, we'll get around to it eventually. Also, them, well, this is an emergency order to keep the government running, but we're going on uh, holiday break. Like, hold the fuck up. You are ass, your ass ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and then they go. Yep, they can do whatever the hell they want, man. That's People let them get away with that. I'm not anti-government, but fuck this government. At this point, every, there is no People's Party. Everybody tries to say the Republicans are the People's Party. No. The Democrats are the People's Party. No. There is no People's Party. Nobody's looking out for you except you at this point. I mean, to be honest with you, if all things were good, there would just be people. The people. There shouldn't be a, there shouldn't be a we hate each other with a passion because we disagree on one thing. Now watch out now. You're sounding pretty socialist there. You're going to get called a communist. No, I'm saying we talk things out. We work things out. It's not you and I, we disagree on things, but we damn sure don't go slitting each other's throats over it. Oh, I agree. I agree 100%. But whenever people say, oh, things should be nice and the people, when you talk about people, people say, oh, that's socialism. We don't want that. People don't know what they want. That's the problem. Yeah, that is true. But the people in power are not for the people. They're for themselves. Oh, no, I agree. 100%. And they can't agree on what they're having for fucking lunch. What was, who, was it the Masons 
that fuck we're gonna have to look that up but it was like a guy in charge a master mason was saying one time he was joking about uh how the masons were all into these conspiracies and he's like how can we have a conspiracy when we can't even agree if we want chicken or ham for lunch? That's hilarious. I hadn't heard that. And that always cracked me up. Yeah, look that up. I can't remember, but he was someone high up in the Masons, and it was just funny as shit. He's like, we can't even agree on lunch. And because you because uh, you know who I'm talking about, but a friend of mine is a master Mason. And one time I had heard someone talk about the Illuminati, and they're like, no, the Masons, we took them out a thousand years ago. <laughs> the Masons were like, we took them out. So anyways, back to your conspiracy or your fact. Yeah, at, at this, so everything you look up, it's a, it's an alleged conspiracy. It's an alleged plot, but an awful lot of people admitted that it happened. They just got away with it. So, you know, take that, take that for what it is. I, uh, th- th- it was an interesting little situation. I figured you'd, uh, figured you'd enjoy that one. That's just right up your alley. What, uh, so let's, let's talk a little bit about what you got uh, in store for next week. Well... I'm not sure we I'm not sure we want to bring that up in this episode because talking about 9/11 in the same podcast seems a little disingenuous. Well, see, that's not what you had told me you wanted to go with. That's that's why I'm bringing. Well, it up. we've got a bunch of different things that we you need wanted to do. do the last time you wanted to do the Gulf of Tonkin. No, I wanted you to do the Gulf of Tonkin because you are the one with the information on that. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. I do I do have all the deets. See, that's why I wanted you to do that episode. Because for me, I'm still looking into everything with 9-11. But I believe that even if the, gov- the United States government itself didn't have everything to do with it, they were involved. They knew or were involved. What was that president's last name? <coughs> Bush. Yeah, there you go. The same family. And then as soon as that happened, what did we get? The Patriot Act. And you have now willfully given up your right to freedom. Period. End of story. Okay, bye. Tough. And it wasn't willfully. Like, they just took it. Like, oh, well, we think this is better for you. So what do you think about Edward Snowden? Some call him a hero. Some call him a traitor. What do you think? I think I think any whistleblower is doing the right thing. If you have things that are so dangerous that they can't be released, you're doing wrong. Agreed. That's just all there is to it. I just wanted to walk you in to see what your answer was. I think that maybe how he went about things were wrong, but that may have been his only mode. I mean, this country was founded on doing the right thing, and we're not seeing that. And in his case, what they were doing was dangerous. Well, and doing the right thing the wrong way, which is what he did. He He tried to raise his concerns through... The proper channels. Right. He was trying to do things the right way, and nobody wants to. Nobody wanted to do do things the way they were supposed to. I mean, what are you supposed to do whenever whenever you try to report the government for wrongdoing? And of course, they're not gonna, they're not going to stop doing it. You got to do what you got to do. I mean, Americans needed to know. Especially when the president himself is pro whistleblower, and then he's like, also. Get this mofo. The thing about it is, and you can say whatever you want about Obama. I don't think Obama's as bad as everybody makes him out to be. He's not a great president, but I don't think he was as bad as he's made out to be. He was the biggest attacker of whistleblowers in American history. Like every single whistleblower, every single CIA agent that spoke out against torture went to jail. He absolutely was, you know, a a part of the problem with that because... Now, who's going to come out against that? I mean, the CIA director right now was in charge of the CIA's torture program then. Nobody says a word about that. Hayden was the one in charge with uh, NSA during the surveillance. Yeah, no, that's a different thing. I'm talking about talking about torture. 
Oh, I, I was reverting back to the Snowden when Hayden w went on TV saying, we don't spy on people, and they're like... Yeah, we uh, don't spy on American citizens, and he was like, yep, we sure do. Right. The Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, we need a warrant, and then they're like using it as a rubber stamp. Oh, we want everything. That's scary. I mean, when I was a kid, you're talking, I was born in 83, so in the 90s... Being a hacker was just being a kid and downloading random music. Now, hackers became, oh, it's always China or it's always Russia or North Korea. And then it became, you can't even trust the American government because, hell, we're all in on it. Yeah, no, after, after all the stuff with torture and all that stuff, it just, no, that's not, that's not my thing. It was obvious that they were going to sweep that under the rug and not punish anybody for it. And that was the end of it for me. She's no longer the head of the CIA now. She was out as of April, I think. But she uh, she was part of the torture in uh, black sites in Thailand, and she also deleted and destroyed all the videos for it. Yeah, see, shit like that, and getting away with stuff like that, that that's why this shit continues, because there aren't the right people in place to stop it. There's just promises to stop it. Well, that's the thing, is they don't want it to stop. They don't want any of that to stop. That's the whole point. That's a, it's, it's, not a, it's not an error. It's a, it's a part of the program, you know? Well, I mean... I have to admit that sometimes being the big guy in the yard with a stick is the only thing that protects you, but at what cost? Well, absolutely, and, and I don't think there's any... Okay, so I'm not, I'm not pro-imperialism by any stretch of the imagination, but there's nothing wrong with saying... With if, because if you're in, for example, a like humanitarian effort, if, for example, in Somalia, if the U.S. has to go in with fucking with the big guns to make sure that medical supplies are given out and food is given to the citizens because of the amount of warlords and the amount of war that's going on there, I don't think that's an issue. Okay. When you're going into another country that didn't have anything to do with the situation that we're talking about and taking their citizens, torturing them, locking them up with no charges, putting them in boxes putting them in solitary confinement for, for an indefinite period of time for crimes that they may or may not have, have committed, that's not American. That's not what America's about. No, I'm pretty sure there's another country that does some shit like that, but that's not supposed to be us. We're supposed to be the ones that stop that from happening. That's the whole point. Like, everybody tries to say, oh, you know, the bad guys can get away with more. That's the point. It's like when you talk about policing in America. I mean, I don't care what you think about policing. There's a lot of a lot of bad things about it. And the unchecked power in it is a big part of the issue because when you've got the supposed good guys acting like bad guys, you're not you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. If a bad guy gets away because you followed the law, that sucks. If a good guy gets shot to death or put in jail because you broke the law, no, now you're not only part of the problem, you're double part of the problem. The good guy went to jail and the bad guy got away with it. Or the bad guy got away with it because one good guy fucked up. That doesn't even fucking happen anymore at this point. It's just, oh, we can't do that. We can't do that. No, you don't want to do that. That's the problem. It's, we don't want to do our actual job. We want to tell you what our job should be. I'm having an issue with that right now. I haven't had any updates on that, and I'm not going to go too far into that, but it's just it, the fact that I haven't heard anything for three months on this issue, this is a big fucking issue. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, I know what you're talking about, and, and not to mention the fact that there are so many goddamn laws that it is impossible even for lawyers. Oh, there's a really famous book called Three Felonies a Day. The average person commits three felonies a day just living. Yeah. Oxygen consumption, you're out. Yup. 
Get him. Well, see, for me, my thing is about lawyers. My issue with lawyers is simply put, if you do the basic math on lawyers, they first answer to the court. Second, they answer to the bar. And lastly, they're there for you. You are not a priority. And people that have money can afford the lawyers that will make you a priority. So for people like you and me, a simple misdemeanor can ruin your goddamn life. But with the right amount of money, you can get away with whatever the fuck you want. And that is wrong. We are the bane of society. Yep, they want our money, and then they want to just tell us what to do. Well, I mean, look, I hate to throw Tom McDonald into this, but Tom McDonald did say they spend your life teaching you how to walk and talk, but then when you're old enough to understand things, they want you to sit down and shut up. You either get in line or you get out of the way. When I was a kid, I was told that you had rights and freedoms. Now I'm told the laws and what I can and can't do. I mean, for being the land of the free, we're pretty fucking expensive, I always say. Yeah, it's pretty strange. It's it's really weird to get out into the real world as an adult and see that everything you learned was a lie. Yep. And how do I prepare my kids to be honest when everything they see is just the opposite? Well, and being honest gets you in trouble. Right. I'm telling you to be honest in a world full of I know if you're honest, you're going to get fucked. As soon as you go and try to turn somebody in for doing the wrong thing, you're the one that's going to get in trouble. That's We've right. We've been seeing that recently. That's just, that's how it is. I don't like snitches, but there's times where you need to just step the fuck up and do the right thing, but you can't. And that's yep. one of the things I wanted to bring up with you talking about policing in America. Are there bad, corrupt police? Absolutely. Are there a fuckload of them? Absolutely. Are they all bad and responsible? No. There are people that just want to do the right thing. Do they start out that way? A lot of them probably. Do they end up that way? I'm sure some do. But the majority? It doesn't matter why you got into that job. That job will corrupt you. Power corrupts absolutely. You're giving life or death to people that are either going to use it for the right, use it for the wrong, or, I mean, shit. All I need is the line I fear for my safety. It's not even life or death at this point. It's you're given a license to kill. Like, you're not told, hey, either kill or don't. They're saying, yeah, kill them if they give you any trouble. We saw that whenever we did that, uh, we did armed security training. The guy was like, yeah, if they, if they give you any trouble, you know, it's better to be carried by or judged by 12 than carried by 6. Right. It's like, whoa, like, you're supposed to be teaching these guys not to shoot everybody. And now you're, you're getting them all worked up so they do shoot everybody. We want you to de-escalate, but also us, fuck them. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, no, they don't want them to de-escalate. That's the problem. I'm sure there are good cops out there. I still have yet to meet one that's 100% good, and nobody's 100% good. But in a job like that, you should be holding yourself, and you should be held to a higher standard. It's like being a driver. A pedestrian is not held to the same standard that a driver is. The pedestrian always has the right-of-way, because if a pedestrian fucks up, he doesn't kill you. If a driver fucks up, he'll kill you. Yeah, It's the same way with police. If a policeman fucks up, you're dead. If you fuck up, you're dead. There's no balance of power there. The consequences for any interaction with a police officer, and even with our job and my respect for police, they pull me over. I'm not answering shit. I don't have to tell you shit. Respectfully, here's my license. Here's what is required. Am I free to go? Because I know I've got no felonies. I know I've got no warrants. Here's my shit. Can I carry on with my existence? Yeah, you're not searching my shit. Right. Even even in even with my job, the only thing that I will give them extra 
is because I'm armed and it's obvious because I have to carry outside. You know what I mean? Obviously, they have a reason for me for them to say, hey, do you have your firearm permit? I see you have a firearm. Here's my permit. Now, may I move the fuck on? Yeah. And even at work, like we've had to deal with deal with stuff at work and it's like they they don't ask us stuff. But it's like even when we're giving you it's funny because when they'll search for bullshit to get you on every chance they get. But when we call them in and we've got footage of this guy slashing tires and this guy carrying a knife and this guy smoking meth and they just let him go. It's like, why am I wasting my time? Or the guys while I'm on the phone with dispatch watching the three off the four patrol cars roll in four deep telling them this is the man it's in his pocket and he walks up throws it away and the cops are just like do 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 i'm like uh bro bro yeah but if you look at them funny and don't respect them the way they want oh yeah your ass is thrown on the ground they'll be jamming their hands up your ass and all of it i also love being called being told that i'm not a first responder but i'm literally there first you're the only one that deals with it 90% of the time. Yeah, and if anyone needs help, it's us. Because we're the ones out there dealing with the shit the second it happens. Whereas you guys are reactive. We have to be proactive and it can get us fucked up. And we don't have any way to get help. We don't have any way of hiding behind a badge if something goes wrong. As soon as we protect ourselves, we're fired immediately. Oh no, if if we do it, we're going to jail and then fired immediately. Whether it was righteous or not, we're going to jail, we're, we're getting fired, period. Whereas it's the exact opposite with them. I walk outside and a cop is getting, is, is getting his ass beat and about to get shot with his own weapon. I open fire to defend him. He's going to get up and arrest me. Yep. Be like, hey, thanks, man. Turn around, put your hands behind your back. And you're like, hold the fuck up. We need a Policing in America episode. Yeah, we really do. Problem is, we have so many bad examples and not near as many good examples. And I've had good interactions, and there are good interactions. And I do agree with the movement, the humanizing the badge, because they come up with some fucked up shit. And they have to deal with some fucked up shit. And I, I've been there, I understand that kind of shit. There, there's some fucked up shit that can happen. And they do, the good ones need support. It's just finding the good ones. That's the problem. Because right. the good ones let the bad ones do do what they want rather than fucking arrest them. You know what I mean? Unless they're brand new rookies, we'll give them a leeway when they get uh, slapped with uh, vomit shit hands. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> you remember that, that's, that right? Yeah, that's, that, yeah that's, that's funny, though. That's a totally different situation. The that spork. Yep. <laughs> Call back to the spork. That's right. But, uh, yeah. Well, I think uh, I think we had a good little episode here. What uh, what do you got to shout out this week, Mister Worgen? Well, Sunny Specialty is still making custom orders. Sunny Specialties is awesome. That's right, and we still need to get our Delta Green started uh, this weekend. I know that uh, Big Boy Russ is coming over. Yeah, it sucks that I got to work extra. Or we'd be doing it this weekend. Oh, that's true. That sucks. I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've still got uh, my first book with my good buddy AJ. Uh, we're currently chopping it up to make some short stories. We're going to be releasing some short stories for free as uh, kind of free advertising to kind of get it out there, get the word out. Uh, we were looking into Kickstarter. It's looking like Kickstarter is going to be shutting down for decent people next year with all that bullshit, NFT, crypto bro bullshit. So uh, we're probably not going to be able to do that. We're going to be looking at, we're going to be looking into crowdfunding nonetheless. We're going to have to figure a way out, but um Still writing, still working on projects like that. Uh, Delta Green's prepped, so we should have that out. We would like to record that by the first of the year. 
So we should have that out sometime early next year. So look out for that. Well, don't forget that uh, we are now live streaming some World of Warcraft. And Mr. Worgen is now the official, the proud official streamer of Casual Splorgan. What a dick. The Naked the naked Wow podcast show on Twitch. So uh, check that out. Ugh, someone's going to turn <laughs> this into trying to search for porn. And it, it, it's going to come back on me for false advertisement. It be sure like, is. We see no porn. Be like, trust me, it's for your benefit. <laughs> it's for your benefit. It's for your benefit. But, uh, I'm fat, old, and ugly. That's right. But uh, Casual Worgen is on Twitch, and uh, after as soon as they finish finish all of your streams, you end up putting them right on YouTube, right? Uh, actually, it takes about two hours for YouTube to get it, but yeah, always the same day. And I try not to edit any of it, so it's just raw, dumb shenanigans and shit talking. Yeah, it's, fi- it's finally starting to get good, so uh, get on, check him out. He usually streams early in the morning three or four in the morning and then uh, goes up on YouTube by six or seven. So check it out. And uh, we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely be back next week. So see you next time. All right. Have a good one. This is casual Morgan. We are out. Bob's your uncle. And that guy.